0: Hello, Fight Insight fans, viewers, and listeners, and hopefully future subscribers. I'm your co-host, Brady Bunch, AKA the Non-Binary Ninja. And with me as always, your host, Timmy B. Hit it.
1: Are we ready to go? Was that it?
0: Oh Well, on today's episode, (laughs) sorry, you probably have to edit that out. On today's episode, we have so much to talk about, right? First of all, we're going to talk to another Canadian legend, just like Timmy B, (laughs) Canadian-born media star, turned boxing master, right? Destroyed her opponent. Mm. Uh, And we're also going to discuss the 2022 social media gains of the Big Four. And we're going to have a very, very interesting topic on Dana White.
1: Oh, Uh, boy. Yeah. Super interesting, Brady Bunch. Here we go. Hit it. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Fight Sight Podcast. Let's talk. These intros will get better with time, Brady Bunch. Our guest today is a Canadian-born influencer with over 123 subscribers and almost 12 million views on YouTube who recently fought at Rough and Rowdy's event on December 9th, where she obliterated her opponent in a boxing match. She became known to me because she trained with our friend and former guest of the podcast, Canadian professional boxer and owner of Enhanced Inc. in London, Ontario, Mark Cali One Gun. And so I'm very excited to have her on the show to talk about her experience, her training, and what's next for her. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the podcast, Sinister Sarah Faruja.
2: Hello. That was what? such what's a good up? Intro.
1: Oh boy. How are you, Sarah?
2: Never. How are you? I'm good. How are you guys?
1: Good, good. Welcome. Another, like, like Brady Bunch, then I appreciate it. Another Canadian legend. In the making.
2: What oh a legend. You really get over here.
1: Living legend. Sarah, <laughs> first question for you, Sarah How did they let you back into Canada after committing murder? <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's a good question. Let like, me right over the border right after that I, one.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah. Sarah, explain your experience for those that didn't watch Rough and Rowdy.
2: <sighs> oh my God. Just
1: like briefly, like the boxing itself
2: yeah how,
1: how was that experience fighting in front of how many people were in that crowd?
2: I think there was like a good six thousand people in that crowd um, they, they then, were
1: cheering like they were twenty thousand
2: yeah and <laughs> yeah, obviously everyone at home, but yeah I was I've always wanted to box so when this all happened and I got the and I saw it on Susie's story, I was like, I'm so excited to fight, but how it happened was. Sorry, is that what, what your question was? How
1: yeah, yeah
2: everything, everything. We'll get. To yeah, that. so I guess Susie um, was in this boxing match, and then her opponent dropped out. Um, oh. Yeah, so that's how it started. And then she posted on her Instagram. She was like, "I'm looking for an opponent." Now I responded as a joke. I actually was actually going to delete the this, the message I sent her, which is so crazy. Um, but I was like, "I'm down." And she responded and was like, "What's your height and weight?" And then I didn't really have a chance to be like, okay, I don't have a choice. Like I have to do this. Like I've always wanted to do it. And then, um, yeah, a week later I started training and then trained for like four, four to five weeks. And then I fought in rough and rowdy in my first fight. <laughs>
1: okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Hold on. There's a few things. Had you been training before those four or five weeks?
2: No, like, I I did like one kickboxing class, maybe like four years ago. And it was more of just like a workout. Let's like hit the bag vibes. But that was my first time actually training. And I was training twice a day at enhanced. So I wasn't playing around like I was like ready to get into the ring. So
1: Okay, how many street fights have you had in the mean streets of London, Ontario?
2: see, my dad is actually like the street fighter. like he grew up in the East End I think he's had like over fifty fights, but I've never fought anyone. so zero, zero. I'm like a very nice person. like I actually hate confrontation. So to do this, it was very like it was really difficult for me okay <laughs> yeah,
1: that's crazy, though that four to five weeks of training you go in there now I you know train-
2: but I- I don't. I still don't believe it. Like it's so
0: crazy. <laughs> so ever, we
1: had, yeah. Go ahead, Brady.
0: Yeah. Were you ever like, uh, I'm so bad with like age and everything. But were you ever like a college athlete, high school athlete? Because yeah, I was so like, I, performance and here yes. it four to five weeks, even more impressed.
2: I know. I I did play sports my whole life. I played basketball was my main sport. So I was captain of the basketball team in like high school, and then I played for a team called Ramblers. That was like more grade five to like eight and then high school basketball um yeah I've always I love like audiences and stuff so I think I was fine with the crowd um but when I was I honestly like training in the ring made me so comfortable in that ring like as soon as I stepped as soon as I stepped into that ring I was like I don't even care what's going on right now like I feel like at home um but yeah I played sports my whole life I won like female athlete of the year in grade eight um yeah, right. no, I love sports. I've just played. I've been
1: playing sports my whole life. Yeah, but playing, okay, but playing sports your whole life, like I played sports my whole life and all that, would not set me up to be in that six thousand. I really feel you're underestimating that number because if you watch that rough and rowdy, that is bigger crowd than like a lot of events that happen with like. Yeah. It it was a rowdy crowd. Like it was rowdy. Like there was a like, lot going on. They were screaming. I don't feel like there was any security in that arena. Like people just seem to be everywhere.
2: Yeah, there was security, but, like, I think they were just secretly fans dressed in
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That said, you had a large posse with you. It looked like you were coming in with, like, a lot of people around you for support. Yes. Like, you were coming in representing Canada, which was cool. I appreciate that. Uh, you know, you trained with Enhanced Inc. Like, you're saying, okay, so four or five weeks you train. How long before you were sparring with people? Oh, my God. Like, was it day one, day two? Like, how quickly did you have to get to that level?
2: So Mark, my coach, literally was like, I don't let people spar for months usually. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, it's just like not whatever. But so I started sparring three weeks in. Like That means
1: you only had one week of sparring before the fight?
2: Yeah, I had, I technically had two weeks of sparring before the fight. And then, but I also had to take a rest time off. So I had like a week and a half of sparring. (laughs) And I actually only did like four sparring sessions, like four to five. Okay. But we did like, um,
1: like that's crazy to me.
2: I know. And then when we sparred, we did three minutes. Cause like we wanted to build my endurance for the one minute. Yeah. Um, but oh my God, every time I sparred after I cried, like it was not like <laughs> the first time I did it, I got hit in the face so hard and just everywhere I was like what is going on. I like, I don't know if I'm ready for this, but oh my the, the week before the fight and actually like a few weeks before I was just, I felt like defeated after almost every practice. I don't know why. I was just like, I feel like I'm shit. And then next yeah. time I would get better. And then ugh, I don't know, boxing's like your whole life. It's weird.
1: Yeah. Like, okay. Uh-huh. So I I mean, that's crazy and super impressive, but you know what? It's good for the people that watch this podcast that aren't fighters or that think that they can do it,
0: mm-hmm. there's a
1: big difference between actually getting in there and doing it and doing it to your level. But you, when you spar, you have to spar people that are far better than you.
2: Oh like, yeah.
1: Because yeah. otherwise, what are you learning? And yes, you're going to be so defeated and so upset, but then the next time you get in there and you don't do as bad, you're like, Oh, I am learning. I am getting that little exactly. exactly right? Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, just crazy. Like the 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 transition. You've posted videos, and so I'm going to put it up on the screen. But for people listening only on audio, she's on Instagram. Uh, your Instagram is at s. f a r r.
2: Sarah Parisha was taken. Someone apparently has my name. So.
1: <laughs> and then everywhere else, like people where people want to follow you, it's mostly wow, it's on YouTube.
2: Like, yes, yeah. Everything rough and rowdy hasn't posted the whole fight yet, but it should yes. be coming up soon. But all my other content is on YouTube. So Sarah Frugia and then TikTok is Sarah Frugia with an extra a. So is Twitter. So yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay. And for those listening, it's F A R R U G I A. I'll put it in the show notes so you can find her. And
2: but, you said it right. Uh,
1: yes. I was practicing. I didn't want to screw yes. that up. I don't, <laughs> I don't Bournoy need one know. of those. I don't need one of those London haymakers coming my way. Yeah. <laughs> right.
2: Dave Bournoy butchered my name the entire bite.
1: Yes. Okay. Can I say that the announcing was a little bit biased?
2: Okay, so I think a, okay, so yeah. After I don't know if you guys know this, but um I guess they messed up the pa- like whoever gave them the papers with the name on it, like I was actually supposed to be in the red corner.
0: That happened with my fight too actually. They mixed up the Yes.
2: <laughs> right? The whole time he thought I was Susie and then the guy was like no, that's Sarah. And then at the end of the fight, I don't know if you heard them be like, that was unfair. I don't know if you heard that at the end of the fight.
1: The part Okay, wait, unfair because you murdered her.
2: Yeah. So, okay, so when I first read when I first heard it, I was like, oh my God, they literally said the fight was unfair. Like, I look like the worst person on planet Earth. But they were actually saying it was unfair to Dave's brain to have it be like Susie and Sarah and like all the S's (laughs) were confusing him. So like, oh. this whole, like, even Susie's been saying like, the fight was unfair, but blah, blah. I'm like, that's not even what they said.
1: <laughs> well, no, but he- okay, but here's the thing. And so we've talked about this before, because we have amateur fighters, amateur MMA fighters, whatever, like on this podcast, right? Mm-hmm. The thing is, on your first fight, you never know who you're going to get, because it's normally an O and O versus an O and O. Mm-hmm. And so you can be a future killer, or you can be a future dud. But exactly. nobody knows until that first one. So when you go out there and fight another ONL fighter and kill them as you did, that's it's not unfair. It's just like, well, shit. Now we know where yeah, they. are.
2: Uh, yeah, I was very. I, I have to say, I was very overtrained for that one.
1: <laughs> no, but this is this is the good thing we talk about. It, we talk about it with Brady bunch all the time. Like you got to train with real trainers. And I remember, oh, yeah. Mark was saying. I think Mark posted after your fight. He posted something like. This is what happens when you train four weeks at a real gym versus six weeks at a cardio kickboxing gym.
2: Yeah, yeah. you're right. So
1: <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. I'm so happy for you. Now I see on your Instagram that you're still training now.
2: Yes. I love it. It's so fun.
1: <laughs> so now you've now you've got the bug.
2: Mm -hmm. And people were
1: posting People were posting in on an Instagram They were asking like I don't know So many people posted the same question pretty much Which is uh, I'll just rhyme off a few Chris is getting gold Do you plan on boxing again in boxing tournaments Blackie Chan would you ever do another Professional boxing match Jay Shauna 25 any future fights Versus who So people are asking they want to know Are you going to fight again
2: So I would 100% fight in rough and rowdy again um, I just don't, the next one's February 10th. So that's in like a month. I haven't heard anything yet. I don't know what's going on.
1: Well, but, it's, too, it's, too, it's too early to give you notice. Yeah, you know? <laughs> exactly.
2: I, I don't know what's going on yet, but I know Mark wants me to like, actually take on a real boxing match, like Ontario boxing. Yes. Um, but this is like, I actually haven't really told anyone this, but I actually have retina tears. I don't know if you, like, I don't know if you've oh, heard okay. of like, retinal detachment or anything like that.
1: Okay.
2: Um, but me getting knocked in the head or like if I got into a car accident or whatever, I yeah. actually, so yeah, I went to my optometrist. It's been two years ago. Um, on, like on new year's Eve, I went in and she saw retina tears. Like my eyes were teared at the back. So I actually had to get emergency surgery the next day. Oh, so yeah. they gave me laser eye surgery to correct the tears. So yeah. they're like healed now. Um but it's something I I do have to keep checking in on because obviously boxing like straight to the head like yeah. <laughs> I could be fully like my retina could get detached so it's just something I have to keep an eye on but that's definitely like my fear with boxing um but like I love it so much I like wish I didn't have it
1: <laughs> I mean yeah so actually it's funny because uh I don't know maybe like 3 months ago I did a podcast where I was wearing sunglasses the whole time and it's not because I'm like so cool, but it's because <laughs> uh I actually had vitreous detachment,
2: okay. which is very
1: similar to retinal detachment, but yeah, I always like see like little stars and stuff,
2: yes, the floaters, like yeah, floaters, yeah, oh, I see it all the time, yeah,
1: um, so okay, now, and for those that didn't watch your fight yet, you weren't wearing headgear, no, <laughs> how the hell does that happen that you don't wear headgear like in in a lot oh, of know. like amateur fights, like did they ever ask you, do you want headgear? was it always just no?
2: Don't no, like I, I didn't even ask because I was like, I think if I ask, they're just gonna be like, what do you think this is? Like <laughs> they're like, this is rough and rowdy, babe. Like, suck it up. Like that's <laughs> that was the answer I was waiting for. So I was like, I either have to do that, like it is we do have 16 ounce gloves, so they are like padded bigger gloves. Yeah, 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 But still, like that shit hurts when you Yeah, dead. tell that,
1: yeah, tell that to Susie.
2: Yeah, like that definitely I I, I literally said I give props to Susie because I would have, like, I would have not, like, I would have been, like, I'm done. Like, second round yeah. in. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And 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 by all means, I'm not disparaging Susie at all. And I know we're making jokes and stuff like that. Yeah. But holy shit, she got into the ring and she stood with it, right? Like, she got up no, off that, that, was that stool. Crazy. Yeah, like, so to that end, and I know <laughs> super sexist, but girl fighters are a little bit different. We've seen it in the UFC, especially, where at the end of the fight, they don't hug as much. They're normally still angry at each other. you and Susie what's the deal are you did you
2: yeah we're good we're good like yeah honestly like I didn't even know what to do no one prepared me for like when I win what do I do like I actually don't know what to do (laughs) I win like I was like do I hop on like the ropes like what am I doing here so and now that I look back at it I wish I did hug her because like it was all love from me at the end of the day like I it was like obviously we have to do promo whatever but me and Susie I know Susie's like a great person at the end of the day and so am I but in the moment it was like I didn't even know what was going on it was just like I was heated I won yeah
1: yeah So so okay so then did you talk to her afterwards
2: yeah so right after the fight um when I won I I have this I have imposter syndrome I have this thing where like when I get to a certain point or like if I win something I actually feel like just extremely empty it's really weird um so when I won I actually didn't even feel like I won you know what I mean it doesn't even make sense but so after I won um I actually just like felt bad and I wanted to see her um so right after the fight I went to my locker room whatever like celebrated with like my friends and family and then I made sure I went to her like I didn't know where her locker room was but I went to that area and then one of her coaches came up to me and was like, we're so sorry we didn't show enough like sportsmanship because like they didn't really come up to me at all before or after. And I actually went to their corner and like wanted to shake their hands, but they all left like.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: um. So yeah, I went up to him and I was like, is there any way I can see Susie? Like, I just want to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I just want to see how she's doing because I've, I've obviously played sports like sportsmanship means a lot to me. Um, so he wouldn't let me see her for like at least thirty minutes because I think she was just like super upset, which it totally. Of course. Meant. Yeah. And yeah. then yeah, after like t- thirty minutes, he actually came to my like my area, brought me in. There was like forty people in her locker room, like camera on me and Susie, and I was like, "Oh my god, this is like love. Um, but yeah, I I don't really remember what I said to her. I was just kind of like, "You did so good." Like even though that was like yeah. the. I'm um, like let's go get a drink like let's celebrate like you still like we did that like we just, Yeah. Like, we did that, right? So yeah like it's all love from um Maya and so I think so with same with her we've been like DMing and like next time I'm in LA like I think we're going to like hang out and stuff so yeah.
0: I have a question. Yeah. After her taking such an L but crossed her <laughs> stepping in the ring. Does she have any desire to try boxing again? Or I
2: did watch her, like, recent podcast, and I think she would. I think she just said she wanted to, do, like, fight someone. Well, okay, that's the other thing that made me kind of upset, because I know she's talking about the height difference. Yeah. But
1: Okay, oh, hold on, hold on. Before you get to that. Yeah, yeah,
2: just- let's just, like.
1: Can- hold on, hold on. Before you get, I- we're going to get to the height thing. I'm just going to play an audio message I received for you. Okay. Okay, hold on. Let me just make that's sure good. that this plays right. <laughs> Hey
0: Sarah, it's Coach. I'm proud of you for all the hard work that you've done and winning this fight. But you are lying. You're not five six. You are five nine, and you have longer than anybody else.
2: No, he didn't. So so why are you? I'm I'm going to a different gym now. Like, (laughs) I thought it was gonna be like a motivational speech. No,
1: no, it's calling you out. Your own coach.
2: Wow, Mark.
1: So, what's the deal with your height? What's what? did you lie about?
2: <laughs> okay, we did. I actually just recently went on a different podcast. We literally whipped out the measuring tape.
0: Like, All right, we,
2: we got it done. I am five five, and when I texted her about my height too, I said I'm five five to five six. I like even gave her that extra inch because I was like, I know I'm not 5'6, but I'm in that range. Um. Yeah, she's just saying it was like a, a height difference. Which, first off, height doesn't even matter in boxing. Like, it's not a height class; it's a weight class. Because mm-hmm. the
0: they are the harder they fall.
2: Yeah, and like I've sparred the girl I was sparring. Um, her name's Denise. She's a uh, national champion. She was five one. Literally, beat the shadow of me.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like, of actually, course.
2: Like, I have it on video. Like,
1: <laughs> I,
2: I couldn't even touch out. her. <laughs>
1: No, that's the okay. thing. So there's a there was a guy that came on our podcast. He was a he was my co-host for the, uh, sh- uh, he was the co-host for the Vanilla Gorilla Chase Sherman okay. interview with uh, UFC, and uh, that guy Jackson, he would beat me up every time, boxing, right, Muay Thai, whatever. He would kill me. I couldn't even touch him.
2: No, you couldn't touch him.
1: But I appreciated it so much because I'm like, okay, one day I'm going to clip this motherfucker. Like, you know, like one day I'm going to get him. And then, so you just keep training with those people because those are the people that can get you better. And especially if those are respectful people. So your girl, I'm sure, was respectful, you know, doesn't just pound you the whole three minutes, right? We'll give, you know, give you a little bit of chance, whatever. And that's what helps you get better. So again, I'm so glad that you're saying, I'm glad that you had that moment with Susie. Yeah.
2: Because that's
1: nice. You know, and it's cool yeah, no, that you guys become friends.
2: Yeah, like, I've actually met Susie before. Um, And, like, obviously she was a part of the vlog squad. And I liked her energy, then, like, then and there. So I was, like, that's why when she originally came out. Because we didn't really talk before the beef happened. Like, she posted. And it was, like, this clout chaser, like, wants to fight. And I was, like, oh, my God. I was, like, okay, we're, like, getting into this, like, right now. Um, so yeah, we didn't have a chance to like talk as friends. It was just like beef. I didn't even know if it was real or fake. It was felt real. So it was like, <laughs> okay, I was like, let's do this. <laughs>
1: but that's, but that's good though. And I mean, I love Mark obviously, mm-hmm. but holy moly, the difference between a rough and rowdy fight for you versus like a real fight.
2: Yeah. I it's actually- going
1: to be <laughs> night and day in terms of like, you're like, wait a second, like rough and rowdy's going to promote the shit out of it. Yep. You're going to have all that drama and all that. And that crowd, I've never been, like, to a fight that looks like that rough and rowdy crowd. It was amazing. It
2: was insane. It was actually crazy because I felt so much I, – I okay, originally accepting this boxing match, I was, like, I'm going to be, like, the hated, like, hmm. this girl sucks. Like, we're here for Susie, which it, like, kind of was in certain ways. But I I actually had so much more support than I – thought i was going to like especially from the other rough and rowdy fighters like i'm friends with like a bunch of them now and like um yeah they're like a weird family that i don't really obviously i don't know them that well but like we're all friends and the environment was so great like the police guards were like good fight like everyone was just such a so nice so
1: So. how crazy is that i'm gonna put a a photo here this is you and coach mark yes there's our buddy what's up mark (laughs) He's a great guy. We're going to have him back on the podcast again very soon as well in the new year. Uh, And then here's a gift you gave to him that he posted.
2: Oh my God. Yes.
1: That's beautiful. I didn't even know
2: we did that. Like pop off Timmy's. Wait, what? Tim Hortons. Like I looked up. Okay. So Mark's obsessed with Tim Hortons. I don't know. Like the (laughs) entire trip we were together. Like, he was just talking about like red eye coffees, like Tim Hortons store. I was he's like, I wish, we, I, he's like, I wish there was a Tim Hortons in Providence. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, all right. Yeah. So I looked up like Tim Hortons gift cards. So I was going to get him one and it was like personalized or Tim Hortons card. I was like, okay. So yeah, I just threw a picture on there. It came in like two days.
1: Oh, nice. Okay. Well, I mean, I hope Tim Hortons. Sponsors this I podcast. Literally
2: <laughs> to say I just have said Tim Hortons like 10 times.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, post that on your Instagram. And get us a sponsorship. Yeah, just keep us like, so,
2: bleeping it out. <laughs> yeah.
1: The picture I showed, though, again, for those on audio, was you gave him a uh, Tim Hortons card that has the photo of you and him celebrating, like yes. printed on it. So that was really cool. I thought that was nice. Uh, I'm glad to hear that you're going to keep training at the very mm-hmm. least. And of course, now that you've got that bug and you've got that itch, it's guaranteed you're going to fight again. Like, At whatever point, but guaranteed you will.
2: I know. It's like I'm on this, like, high right now where I'm just, like, I won. But then I'm like, once I lose, I'm like, am I going to feel the same? I'm like, I almost don't want it to happen yet.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, it's not about how many times you get knocked down. It's about how many times you get up. Look, if you ever do lose, right, it's a learning opportunity coach mark will walk you through all that right like how to be able to deal with that and i think that's what's important too about having a good coach and good people around you is that they'll be able to walk you through that right the emotions of the high and the low so Mm uh let me get to some other fan questions what else did i have here
2: my one friend's mom said she sent one in
1: (laughs) all right well i don't okay what's your friend's mom um Uh, what's her handle
2: Oh, no, I don't even know if she wants me to say it.
1: Well, well, I would have read it out if I randomly picked her. it's,
2: um, I think it's HK72. Oh,
1: okay, okay, hold on. That's near the top here of the list. She was quick to post in HK72 says,
2: do
1: you, okay, I didn't even like this question. Do you plan on taking boxing seriously in any capacity? (laughs) You're you're pretty damn serious.
2: Helen, you're calling me not serious?
1: (laughs) sarah versus Um, helen
2: yeah
1: (laughs) at the next rough and rowdy yeah no
2: um yeah i definitely even i definitely i think she's saying as in like well i actually maybe do this like professionally i think she's trying to ask sure sure Um, but yeah one of my other friends was like you should go pro and i'm like i don't even like know how to do that like how do you even go pro like, that's crazy.
1: Hey, you just keep taking fights and it will happen. Mark will walk you through that. But can I ask, okay, so you, for those that don't know you, you are famous through your YouTube? Like, <laughs> like, I, like I'm. well, okay, the reason why you get this fight is because you're an influencer, right? Mm-hmm. You have 123,000 subscribers. That's just a few more than I have. Uh, like, you're famous through your YouTube, though, through your YouTube videos yeah. and things like that.
2: Yeah, I, I I um started YouTube about well I started YouTube like six years ago, but I re I started posting about like two years ago consistently, um and my videos just started to take off like last year, so that was that was great. We're at like kind of a I don't really know what my content is right now, but I think that's like the best part about being a social media creator because it's like I don't really have a niche and I never did, and I'm like open to anything. Obviously, like as you can tell, I'm. Ready to do anything. (laughs) But yeah, I would love to do like reality shows, things like that. Like that really interests me. And I guess we'll just have to see where the future takes us.
1: Nice. No, congratulations. And that's good news because uh another question that I had submitted, uh, how do how do I quit my full-time job and become a full-time influencer?
2: Oh that's
1: from that's actually from my wife, who I really don't want to quit her (laughs) full-time job. Yes.
2: <laughs> oh my god! Oh, how so, do I even? So what like, it,
1: okay, but I don't even advice, know. Honestly, your like, advice. What would be my advice? Want, yeah, that? like what is your advice for? Okay, not my wife. Please don't say this to my wife. But your no,
2: advice, your advice would kill it. Your, <laughs> <already know>
1: <laughs> your advice for people that want to become more of a successful influencer or vlogger or whatever it is. Like, what 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 is your advice for that?
2: Hmm. Okay. This is hard because making money and monetizing on these platforms are, it's really hard. Like on TikTok, I don't get paid because we're in Canada and like, there's not even a creator fund. Yep. I think you can make money through live videos, but I don't really do that. YouTube is where I like um, monetized off of, but it's definitely not something where I could like buy a Bugatti or like a house right now. Like I'm still saving. Like I'm just tw- like, I'm 22 um, but I obviously see some influencers like making millions, and like that's just not me right now. Like, it's just <laughs> like that's the true reality of it. Like, there's it's a lot harder than it looks, if that makes sense. But,
1: but give, but give, okay, hold on, hold on one sec. But give one tip. One tip to you you know, become like, quit
2: Your job tomorrow and like become an influencer.
1: Just, just one tip to get better at being a more successful influencer.
2: I think like consistency and, um, now that I see it, I'm like I should have a niche. But if you like like makeup, or if you do like grocery hauls, you love Costco. Like those do really good. Like you can really benefit <laughs> off of anything. Like you just gotta find that niche and like go with it. So yeah, that's my tip. My tip is just to find what you love and like, just post and and tell your real opinion on it because people just want to see like people don't want the fake stuff anymore. Like they just yeah. want to see who you are. Like they want the real, real reviews. Yeah, I think we've come a long way too since like literally three years
0: ago. And, nice. And you know what? I'll just throw this out there. You guys, do you know KSI, the boxer? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh,
2: I know one of the girls fighting. In the oh, really? One. Yeah.
0: Well, I heard, I think he came, went public recently. He's got like a huge following on TikTok. Okay. Lockers, and he like shared how much he's made the whole time, and it's like... I
2: don't like, really want to know how much you made. It's,
0: no, it's actually pennies. Oh, oh. on
2: TikTok. On, on TikTok.
0: TikTok. So what stood out to yes. me, like, Yo, I'm happy I kind of missed the TikTok wave. Yeah, like... I don't think it's worth it.
2: No. TikTok, like, you can... Yeah, even if you get paid, I've heard it's not that much, but KSI is a millionaire on other platforms. So. And you know
0: what, what I was going to say, this is my opinion, this is my dream, is I think the smartest influencers are people like KSI who come out with, like, their own branded drink, right? Meaning they go from influencer to they're the ones plugging the actual product.
2: Exactly.
0: Uh, So yeah. Even
2: um, Emma Chamberlain, if you know who that is.
0: Mm -hmm. I know the name. I'm so bad.
2: Yeah. She, she was a, she's like 20 now, 21. She's multimillionaire now, but she started on YouTube like four years ago, I'd say. And then she always drank coffee. So she started her own coffee business, but it's like the same thing like that. Like it's like, People go crazy for that. Like merch isn't even cool anymore. It's like, it's like release a product. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Uh, just so you know, there's a good friend of the podcast creates wicked pizza here in Markham, Ontario, mm-hmm. Canada, slice of fire. We always promote their stuff. They've been a fan of us. We, they did a giveaway with us. They may be naming a pizza after fight and Cite podcast very soon. So,
2: okay. I'm going to have to try that. That,
1: that was going to, you know. Some cross promotional stuff. Yeah. Uh yeah, exactly. There you go. Uh last fan question I'm gonna ask. I like this one. This was from Strong Island Hip Hop. Hockey or boxing, if you gotta pick one. <laughs>
2: Hockey or boxing? Like for me personally to like play. Yeah,
1: whatever. Or or which do you like better? Yeah.
2: You know what's weird? I this is be, like very bad, but my my dad's like a Toronto Maple Leafs stan. That's um yeah hockey i don't know why i just like don't love hockey that much i way rather go to a boxing event but there, if it, it was go. basketball and boxing that one's a bit hard for me
0: interesting sure. all right you know all right that? yeah and didn't you guys invent didn't canadians technically invent basketball isn't that something i heard one yeah. is it basketball
1: yeah we did yeah, it about it's joe it's i want to say joe no what the hell was the guy's name anyways yeah put a peach basket On the thing, blah, blah, blah. Oh my God. Sarah, do you not know your Canadian history?
2: No, uh, I knew. We didn't even make hockey, I don't think, though.
0: uh, Yeah, I don't know about that. But you guys definitely recognized it.
1: Uh, Thank you. All (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, we're going to move on with the podcast. Sarah, this has been an absolute pleasure. You're amazing.
2: Thank uh, you.
1: Anytime I can see why people follow you. I can see why people want to watch your videos and in and in doing some research to get to know you. Like I was watching some of your stuff. It's good stuff. So guys do follow Sarah Frugia at S.Far, yes. F-A-R-R on Instagram, and then go find her on YouTube and everywhere else, right? Yeah. Um, before we move on with the podcast, though, so Sarah, is there anything that you want to say to our fans, viewers, listeners, your fans that are watching here? Is there anything that you hmm. want to leave them with before we move on?
2: Um I guess that's so hard and like being put on the spot. <laughs> I guess like if I could say anything, um, if you follow me, you never know what you're going to expect. I could be, you know, jumping out of a plane next week. So we, you never know what's going to happen on my channel, which, which is why I like it. I don't have a niche. I just do everything. So, yeah, I'm happy to everyone that's like supported me this far too and like supported me during this fight. And I'm excited to see where we go.
1: It's amazing, Sarah. I really appreciate this. This is so cool. Mark told me that you're a really cool person and said, yeah, you got to get her on the podcast. And so I'm glad that you did. (laughs) Like that's the way, that's the way that we find our guests too, right? A lot of people like recommend someone else.
2: Yes. I can't believe you sent that voice note. Like I'm literally going to hold that against him.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. definitely. Um, Before we move on, I want to say next week on the podcast, speaking of referrals, uh, we got a fighter coming on because I know her agent but it is Tanya Nijar. She's out of British Columbia, and she's fighting on uh, January 18th at Invicta Fighting Championship. So she has her uh, first fight, MMA fight with Invicta, which is a massive nice. all-female, all-female league. So Tanya Nijar out of British Columbia, Canada. So very excited to have her. And uh, some friends of the podcast update, we do this, Sarah. We always talk about like our former guests and how they're doing or what they've got coming up. Laura Gallardo from uh, last season's Tough. She fights January 18th on that same Invicta card. Uh, Laura was on our podcast. We talked a lot about tarot cards and tarot readings and stuff like that. So she's wow. a really cool person. Can't wait for her. Jenna Bishop. She fights February 25th at Bellator, her first Bellator fight. Slim Reaper, Ray Roland. We had him on. He fights for the uh, Up Next Fighting. He's fighting his second amateur fight January 28th. Go give that guy a follow. And then Jillian the Savage Robertson, Canadian MMA fighter out of Niagara Falls. Holy shit. She go, <laughs> She fought last week. We, were, we didn't even get to talk about this pretty much. She was fighting a grappling event uh, last week against the former UFC champion Rose Namayunas. She strangled her in 65 seconds. Game over. Oh, my God. So yeah. quick. It was it, brutal. And I'm so proud of her and happy for her. Jillian the Savage Robertson. Congratulations wow. to her good friend. Crazy. Where do I uh, watch
2: these? These are so fun.
1: <laughs> Wait, like, this podcast yeah. is so fun or the fights? What are you talking Both,
2: about? Both, but I do want to watch the fights. Like that January, well, they all seem cool, but January 18th, what, like, is that?
1: It's like- on I, Invicta. I don't even know where Invicta is on anymore. I think it's on YouTube.
2: Yeah. Oh, okay. For That's
1: Canadians, cool. I think it's on YouTube. Uh, nice. So it's all women fights. But yeah, some good fights coming up there. And and then we'll meet Tanya next week. Like I don't know Tanya, so we'll meet her next week. But I've been told by her agent, Remington, that she's very cool. So he never lies to us. Awesome. Uh I do want to say shout out to RageWorks Podcast Network at RageWorksnetwork.com. They're a podcast network that we're a part of. So thanks to them as well. Sorry, Brady.
0: And all I was gonna say, Sarah, anything we come across, I'll I'll shoot your way.
2: Yes. send it my way.
1: Yeah, yeah. And uh Sarah was when I'm saying these names of all these fighters, some of the professional ones. You don't seem like you recognize. Do you watch a lot of UFC at all?
2: I watch MMA. Okay. My like main gal is Christy Martin, if you know who that is. I love her. Um, okay, we actually have a picture of her in our gym. She's like my female idol for boxing.
1: Nice, um, nice.
2: Yeah, and then obviously just like I do, I do watch boxing, but um, I don't really know. Like, I know, like, what's the one guy's name? Like, Canelo. Like,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. what, about, what about MMA, though?
2: MMA? Oh, um. someone said that I fight, like, Amanda Nunes. <laughs> there you <laughs> so go. That's hyped up, but, like, I've started following her. Obviously, like, I know um, Ronda Rousey, but I'm, like, starting to learn it all. So, all right, all
1: right, all right. Well, yeah. people fall in love with, with it. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, because there's a lot of great strikers like Amanda Nunes, right? Yeah. That you can take a lot of inspiration into the boxing ring too.
0: Yeah. I, and all I got to say too, Timmy, do you know Christy Martin? Mhm. I think that's just really cool. Uh just yeah. the whole, like crazy story behind her it's story.
2: So, oh, <laughs> know what's so crazy. I actually messaged her on Instagram like I didn't think she was going to answer, but I messaged her before Rough and Rowdy and she answered me.
0: That's awesome.
1: So yeah, I, nice.
2: was like, I was like, I'm literally going to frame this. Like I like you.
1: <laughs> but yeah, but awesome.
2: I need to like meet her. She's so cool.
1: So. That's pretty cool. Now, uh, I, you know, we're going to get to a really serious topic with the Dana White thing. But before we move to that, very quickly, I want to show this on screen. Social media, right? Sarah's here because she's a social media influencer, big, big online We've talked with other UFC fighters that talk about how important it is to brand yourself and be important on social media because then the promotions like you and they promote you, blah, blah, blah. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, what about the promotions themselves? Like how popular are they on social media? And does that give us an idea of like who's number one in the world? So this is from our friends over at at MMA underscore gains. And they showed the. Instagram growth of the three major U.S. organizations, UFC, PFL, and Bellator. Wow. UFC is sitting at 35.5 million. They gained 5 million uh, followers in 2022.
0: Oh, my God.
1: Bellator has 3.4 million, gained 400,000 in a whole year. And then there's PFL with 539,000, only gaining 56,000 in the year. That really puts into perspective how much UFC is blowing these other guys out of the water. And then for right. reference, one FC over in Asia, 7 million total. Wow. Um,
0: we,
1: we don't know how much they gained because um, he didn't track them. That's how much we care about them, really. But um, isn't that kind of crazy how small those other guys are?
2: Yeah. What, were, what even are the other ones?
1: I don't know, Sarah. It doesn't matter. <laughs> they're 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 like the other organizations they're the other big oh, yeah. organizations but like so they're following again showing it like it's you know 3.4 million that's less than a lot of fighters have on their own
2: yeah and
1: then P- pfl which is like you know if you talk to some people it's the next big thing yeah and thirty nine
2: thousand It's huge
0: but you know what uh it makes sense to me the ufc because they're so global Right, like they put their fingers in every nation, they're adding nations every year,
2: yeah. Uh, And they also do a lot of promo with, um, like known um, influencers too. Like, I've seen their name everywhere.
0: Speaking of Dana White even he hops on those popular yeah. podcasts.
2: Well, well, yeah, the Nel- I don't know if you guys uh, know who Nelk the Nelk boys are no yeah. who the
1: hell okay who the hell are the Nelk boys you don't know I who
2: the Nelk boys are
1: like I mean I know I've seen them with Dana White or whatever but what oh, are these guys okay. famous for
2: so they are from Mississauga like I've actually been I went to a like, little part Canada like- yeah Mississauga Canada Okay. So it started off with two guys. It was like Kyle and Jesse, and they did pranks. Like they were, they would go into Tim Hortons, and like there's this one where they do a roll up the rim thing, and Kyle pretends he like he won a car, and like pranks everyone in the like I don't even know. It's just like they I don't even know how they're not arrested or like have been hurt. Like they, it's like very they they take it. It's like Jackass to the max, like on YouTube, pretty much, but. Yeah, so they've done things with just, like, Dana White, UFC, Trump. Like, they're crazy. So,
1: yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I didn't – okay. I, I know, but I don't know who they are, what they do. But, okay, fine. It's just crazy that, like, these other organizations have such a small following. Like, mm-hmm. to me, it's, like, crazy because even um, Bellator this weekend – or January 30th, they had a big event where it was Bellator versus Risen, this, like, Asian co- promotion. And so like it was January 29th and they start putting posters on their Instagram.
2: Okay. And it's
1: just flooded with comments going, I didn't even know this was happening. I didn't uh, know this was happening.
2: Like, that's just on their marketing. <laughs> like what's going on there?
1: Like, how do you have such bad marketing that no one even yeah. knows you have an event? No, it's that's in- rough. no it's really interesting
0: too? BKFC bare knuckle boxing, which is like the Oh, best- well, I've
2: seen that. You're yeah. You gonna
0: yeah. do that? I love it, but they're at a million at the moment
1: on instagram
2: dang
1: okay i'm telling you bkfc is my favorite after ufc like i really love that promotion that's that's so scary
2: though i saw i saw like a knockout the other day and i was like that is is he dead like yeah
1: Yeah. uh it gets pretty gross although sarah we've talked to fighters we've had a couple of girl fighters uh from bkfc on and they say that it's it's a lot of cosmetic. Like you'll get like the, the the scar, the cutting and stuff, but then it all heals, and they oh, say it's not as bad. My
2: retinas would be out of my eyes. Like they <laughs> <laughs> my eyes would be rolling on the floor.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, I just think it's crazy. Like when we're looking at the growth of these organizations, and I, last week Brady bunch, we had our uh, on our social our uh, our year end show where we were making predictions and stuff. I swear one of my predictions, my second prediction was going to be that one of these companies is going to go under. I don't know how you can survive when you realize that's how small of a reach you have. And these are Mm -hmm. like companies that are putting out millions and millions of dollars every year. Mm -hmm. How can you live like when that's how many people?
0: But let's not forget little things. Like I know PFL, I think, has some type of agreement with ESPN at the moment. Mm -hmm. They've got some money. Uh, Bellator with Showtime. I think it comes down to whether companies like that are like, you're not worth their time or money anymore. Yeah. And that's where I think it ends.
1: But how can that, how can those like ESPN endorsements or like Amazon Prime for, um, 1FC, how much money could they possibly be giving them that's gonna float their whole organ? Like, it's impossible. You still need to be successful. Like, and if people aren't following you, it means they're not buying your product, it means they're not buying your merchandise. And, right. And-
0: know what I think one of the biggest problems is? It's almost like this, and I don't know why they do this. But uh I believe, for example, I'm going to be fighting, it sounds like, in March 11th. Ooh. I wanted to fight somewhere else for another organization. And guess when their next date was? March 11th. Guess what? Uh. What I noticed is, like, every time there's, like, a big UFC Saturday night, well, that's when Bellator's on, right?
1: So Yeah. Like you got to move your days. Right.
0: Yeah. Why compete against it? Would It's like whenever someone tried to compete against the NFL, it never works out. Yeah. They go bankrupt. It's a nice try. Right. Yeah. Uh, so that's half of it. If they had Friday night fights, if they had Wednesday, like, I think that's where they would grow.
1: Yeah. That's actually not a bad idea because that's yeah. in Invicta, the, the female organization. They do theirs on Wednesday nights, I swear. I'm pretty right? sure. Yeah. Just put it on a day when people have, have nothing else to watch, like no major competitor, at least maybe you're going to grow then. But like, yeah, it's crazy. Anyway, Sarah, maybe they can help you out. I always feel like, so I always feel like some of these organizations need like, and I don't even know if they have, I don't think they do, but like social media managers for the company that yeah. then help the fighters grow, help them like, because it seems like their growth is too small. Like they need people to run wow. these departments And same as some fighters, some fighters, I swear to God, they need like image consultants, you know, like fix up their image, you know, make Mm -hmm. them look a little cooler. You don't have to pretend you're someone you're not. Yeah. But like even Sarah, like your, your videos, when you were promoting this fight, it was kind of like how you look now in the face Mm -hmm. of the camera, you were talking shit to the camera, but it seemed natural. It seemed real. And it was you. but like but you put that out there right yeah i feel like other fighters they got to do that and then maybe some of these organizations have to do that because i can't even name like 10 bellator fighters you know what i mean aside from the people we've had on this podcast it's really hard for me to name a bunch of them
2: yeah they have to start a little pr move like
1: (laughs) yeah you got to do something to like make a pr um okay speaking about bad pr okay literally yesterday or whatever it was comes out and I'm not going to play the video because I don't want to support this in any way Mm -hmm. but there was the video of Dana White okay and so we're going to talk about this where he slaps his wife during a physical altercation. This is from uh, MMA fighting maybe, or wherever I got this clip, but it just shows uh, in a video released by TMZ on Monday, Dana White can be seen talking to his wife, Anne, who has her hands over her face before he grabs her wrist. She then responds by slapping him in the face. Dana then reacts by slapping his wife in the face as other people in the group get between them. Uh, From there, then she then turns around and starts to hit him immediately back too. Mm Mm-hmm. So this comes out horrible, like horrible, horrible. Um, I was very surprised at the reaction that I got online that I saw how people were reacting to it.
2: How Um, are people reacting to it?
1: I'm a little disgusted. It's like split. Can I show you I took a few clips of what people wrote. Okay. These are
2: here's
1: this person. She deserved it. Anyone against Dana is just licking balls at this point. Oh
2: my god! And like people he, actually need help. Like I can't.
1: It's right? crazy. Okay, now here's this one, Sarah. I I didn't even show this guy's name on purpose. I'm in no way implying he should have hit her, but only that if she hit him first, it's understandable why why he retaliated.
0: Is yeah. it? Do you know my opinion?
1: Yeah. Go ahead.
0: Any boy or man that I see making comments like that, what I assume is you've never been hit by a man before, and it's
1: disgusting. Uh, sorry, guys. And like, Holy cow, Sarah, get get professional here. What's going on?
2: Like, why is my house <laughs> home phone? Like, who has a home? Who
1: has a home phone, Sarah?
2: Saying like, what is this,
1: Sarah? You just lost followers.
2: Buddy. I'm so sorry. Like, this is really embarrassing. <laughs>
0: That's Dana White calling, trying to end this <laughs> conversation.
1: Yeah, shutting like this down.
0: Sorry. So
1: okay, what? So you're saying if a guy says this. Yeah, I've seen so many men or
0: boys, I'm assuming Andrew Tate followers. Okay. Supporting the fact that, like, she hit him first. Equal rights, equal rights, all those stupid sayings. And it's all the keyboard warriors. And as we know, I guarantee majority of those people talking that way have never been in a real fight, right? Mm-hmm. And what I will say is this, uh, hate to get political. I'm clearly non-binary. I'm clearly different. And I think back, so here's the truth, being non-binary, as Timmy knows, I only want to fight people like myself or male opponents. I want fair matches, in my opinion. Me taking on a natural woman would not be fair. Um, cisgender girl, I have a sister that's, both my sisters, tough as nails, could probably rough most girls up, but I have an edge, and it would not be fair. So I think back to when, now I don't agree with this, but there was two trans MMA fighters that fought women, and people like Dana White came out and said some disgusting stuff. And I remember like Jake Shields being like, oh, you just transitioned so you could beat up women, right? So I'm just curious, you know, how many people that were talking shit about a trans woman fighting a woman, which by the way, I'm not for that. Right. Personally. Uh, But how many of them will speak up and speak out against Dana White when he's beating his wife. And it wasn't just one hit. I think it was three strikes. He knocked her to the ground. Right. He's on, it's known he's on TRT. That guy's juiced up.
1: No excuse. Like the thing to the person that just wrote in there that says, well, she hit him first.
0: Doesn't matter. Like,
1: well, okay. First of all, what I do want to point out is nobody knows what happened before that video starts. Yes. Like, that video shows, yeah, it shows her like this, and then she hits him first. But you don't know what happened before that video started. So, not even that that's a pointless, like, that's a stupid argument in the first place, in my opinion. But you don't even know what happened before that video took place. Because why was that person recording the two of them? Yeah, if something
2: obviously must have happened. Like
1: Something must have been going on to the point that this person then turns their camera on to film the two of them. You think it was just freaking random luck that you turn your camera on and she smacks him in the face? Like, no. Yeah, it
2: just sucks that, like, physical... Like, anything physical has to come into a fight. Like, it's just unfortunate. But, like...
1: Yeah, I mean... So, the other thing, too, is people were saying, um... Yeah, like, the... Like, You know, oh, she struck first or oh, blah, blah. One thing I will say is I don't think that if it happens in public, it was the first time. I agree. And I have no data to support that. I'm just saying, I think if you do, if you're at the point where you do it in public, I feel like it probably wasn't the first time.
2: Yeah, it's just scary. Like you never even know what's going on behind closed doors. It's actually terrifying.
1: Yeah.
0: Like would we be talking about it at all? if someone didn't happen to catch that clip on
1: video. Yeah. 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 If you don't know, um, it is funny because last week on the podcast, I talked about how some guy was talking shit about our podcast and saying that we're always negative and trying to get people canceled and blah, blah. And I was like, are you fucking stupid? Like we never, like we're never about that. We're always about showing both sides to arguments and things like that. And then this thing with Dana happens and I go, Oh shoot. There was the one guy I wanted to get canceled and fired. Was, oh when, was when Dana hired uh Greg Hardy. Um, I know who that
2: is. Okay,
1: so Greg Hardy was a guy who was uh, convicted, never, ch- uh, sorry, charged, but never convicted of uh, domestic assault against his girlfriend or whatever. But it was, you know, it ended up, she took a settlement. Mm-hmm. So that doesn't necessarily mean, they brought him into the UFC and it was a big thing because there are, at the time there were two girls and I'm sure there's others that have come out against um, domestic abuse and who have uh, been victims of domestic abuse, Andrea KGB Lee and Rachel Ostevich. And they both came out saying like, why is this guy in the UFC? Yeah. And it, and it kind of was a thing, but people seem to like not fucking care. And then this guy was in the UFC. Now he's been cut since because he didn't perform well, Mm -hmm. but it's going to be very interesting. What happens with Dana White now Like Sarah, I know you don't know a lot about this world and stuff like that. But Mm -hmm. what do you think happens to this man who's the owner of the UFC?
2: Oh my gosh, I have no idea. Like, I I I heard that um, Dana fired someone for beating up his wife. I saw that on or something was going (sighs) on with
1: that. Okay, okay, hold on. I just posted that. You're probably
2: oh, wasn't that you?
0: (laughs) I saw
1: it. So, okay, so, sorry, let me bring that up. So that is, he's talking, this was just uh, maybe a few months ago when they fired Dan Hardy, not Greg Hardy. Dan Hardy, who was their announcer, he got fired from UFC for, uh, in quotation, mistreatment of one of their female employees. I think it was more just, like, yelling and stuff like that. But he talks about, in that clip, how dare he mistreat women. He's fired. Okay. So as like a public persona what happens to this guy now with this video out there obviously we don't know anything god mm-hmm. knows what it was but there may be people here that think that there's no reason ever that he should hit her yeah what Oof. do you think happens do you think he gets fired do you think his power will allow him to remain president do you think he'll have to take a hiatus
2: i feel like he'll definitely have to leave like that's just not i don't feel like anyone should support that let's just because you think of UFC and I, when I think of it, I think of like, obviously the fighting industry is insane. Like, it's just like people fighting in a ring. And then like, when you think of it outside of that, it's scary. Like, I don't, I don't know. Like, I could never see myself actually being in like a real fight. Like, I just keep it as a sport. So it's, it just gets a bit scary when it's outside of that. You never really know again what happens behind closed doors. So it's just... I but you
1: think so you think he gets fired?
2: Yeah, like I I I don't support that at all. Like I think mental mental and physical abuse just in a relationship is so scary on its own. So I just you never know what's actually going on if he's treating other people like that. Like who like who knows? You know what I mean? So yep. yeah, yeah, I definitely don't stand for it. So who
1: who would fire him though? This is where I'm dumb. So okay, so he used to own the UFC, right? Yeah. But then he sold in, on March 18, 2019, he signed a new seven-year contract to re- remain president of the UFC. So he's technically the president as an employee of the company, I believe. They sold the company to WME, this multi-corporation, blah, 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 for the billions of dollars or whatever they sold it for. He had a 9% stake in UFC at the time. I think he sold off his ownership. I think he still has a stake, but he's not owner. And even if he was, he'd be a minority owner where I feel like, you know, there's like corporate crap where they can like boot you out or whatever. At the very least, he's on a contract to be president of the UFC. He doesn't just get that. So he could be fired. He could be
0: removed. And one thing I'm wondering about is much of their continued growth and success is from them linking up with Team Disney. Which controls ESPN, ESPN, and all that. yep. right. Uh, and so, you know, I'm really wondering if the heads at Disney are going to put pressure on Dana. Yet, I largely think Dana's going to float on by. I think he's going to be protected. I think they're going to spin this PR as much as possible. And what I will say is this: I do. I we don't know but I'm hoping that Dana and his wife are in therapy about this. And at the end of the day, I'm most concerned about the kids. Uh, but yeah, that's it. Like if Dana shows that he's in therapy, he's working on this, he owns up to what he did. I think it's a very different story.
1: Uh, I think I think he released a statement so of his wife about, hey, very apologetic, blah, blah, blah. You know, we hope for privacy during this time, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. I just don't know that even if you were to do something like that, that you can then every week go out and promote fights and yeah. be in that world like it seems contradictory to the thing. I know it's his job and I don't want him to lose his job per se but like it's and, tough
0: and you know what's so bad so sarah he also just started his new venture is a professional slap league
2: oh right? my
0: god and he literally <laughs> was, like, he was laughing his life my like god. this is this is his new big thing this year yeah i can't imagine him how can you how can you get how can you promote a slap league when
2: yeah like, i i think it's actually like that's over I don't know. Sarah,
1: Sarah thinks it's all over for him either way, which I agree. I, I mean, look,
2: I don't know. That's just so scary. Like,
1: ugh. I know. And I'm so sorry to make this a depressing <laughs> <podcast>. <laughs> and to the podcast. But, like, look, this is huge news right now. Yeah, it's it is. huge. I do, I did want to acknowledge that, yes, I did, to that idiot's point, I did try to say I don't think that one guy should be earning a living and getting a job, which was that guy <laughs> because of, of his past. Um, but this is a crazy story. It's out now. And I'll tell you to anybody listening and watching this podcast, be very cognizant of what people are putting online. Like Sarah, you know about this, right? Like you're a, mm-hmm. you're a, you're a, a social media star. You know how important it is to be careful about what you put out there. For sure. Like people are saying shit, like crazy defense of Dana, which fine, we don't know the whole story, but mm-hmm. they are putting blanket defenses that when you take them out of context seem really bad. Yeah. And so I'm just saying to my followers, viewers and listeners, like be careful what you put online and that shit will come back to haunt you at some point when you start defending things like this, like it's better almost just to say nothing for now.
2: Yeah. Well, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely don't know too much about the situation, but what I've seen, it's just obviously wrong. So.
1: Yeah. Anyways, I'm taking bets. I think the guy gets fired. I'm I'm going out there and saying, I think the guy gets fired. I think that this is the end of him. I don't think you come back from something like this. My bet is I'm going to
0: make the opposite bet. I think he's got rich, powerful friends. I think he's got a lot of money and he's based in America. Maybe if this was Canada where you people are a little nicer and have better. I don't know. I'm sure you guys disagree a bit. But I think someone like Dana White has enough powerful buddies who have done horrible things and have risen up to offices such as the president of the United States. I'm sorry. I don't want to get political.
2: Yeah. They're like all friends, I think. So
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, uh, yeah. I don't know. Sarah, you're thinking he gets fired.
2: Yeah. I think, I think he should at least be like, something should happen. I don't know.
1: My last question for both of you, cause you are both actual fighters. If you are a female fighter in the ufc how do you have a relationship with that guy Assu- assuming what we saw is real you know allegedly allegedly all the asterisks you want if you're mm-hmm. a female in the ufc how do you deal with that it's do you like
2: that's just like such a th- i don't even think i could look at someone the same like i don't that's know
1: that's what I'm saying. And how hard is it when he is such the face of the organization? He's your rela- face, like... Yeah, your relationship with him totally determines your future in that organization. Yeah. yeah. And now you've got to f- suck up to him?
2: Yeah. Well, it's like Again. a lot of people look up to him too. So it's like a terrible look for him, obviously. Like, that's just like... Just gives me yeah. the thick a bit. Well, a lot. But like, yeah.
1: Yeah. Pretty and- much.
0: You know what, uh sadly, this is my so I think Timmy knows a bit of this, but there was a point in time I was in federal court fighting a big institution i i you don't know this, timmy no right. <laughs> <It's> like,
1: what <laughs> okay, hold on, but we don't have a lot of time to go now, but
0: what? Right. but let's just say I won uh New York City settled with me in federal court related to a violation of my rights. Disgusting story. This part of what turned me into a fighter. Uh, It rose up to the governor's office, all this stuff. I'm not going to get too far into it. But something that stood out to me. Lots of people knew the disgusting things that were done to me, including having my privates grabbed at work by individuals. And people got away with it for a long time. And if anything, it was my job that was in danger for speaking up for myself.
2: Oh, my God. And I won.
0: After three lawyers and a lot of money. But one thing I will say is this. When money is involved and people's paychecks are involved. Some of my best friends who could have helped me out in the workplace. Decided to instead protect their paycheck. And sometimes I have to wonder. I probably would have been spoken up for them. But I at the same time. When you've got kids to feed and stuff.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: That's why I think Dana White is going to get his ass kicked. Kissed. Hopefully his ass kicked one day. Yeah. <laughs> right. I'm or sorry. Or whatever. Uh, but yeah. Uh, so I do think a lot of people are going to feel awkward. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's going to be called out much for it at all. Uh
1: Yeah, we'll see. Like, look, we talk about the all things crazy on this podcast. We're still following up on the goddamn betting scandal, which we haven't even solved yet. There's a big betting scandal, Sarah, in UFC right now with like uh, people throwing fights and stuff like that, which we're still investigating. So we've got so much stuff going on, guys. Uh, We're at the end of time for sure. We appreciate everybody coming. For those of you that are here because of Sarah, obviously, thank you so much. Please follow and subscribe to us as well. For those that are our regular followers, go check out Sarah Faruja. She's amazing, obviously, as you can tell. Sarah, thank you, thank you so much for coming on the podcast, Sarah. You are the absolute best. I couldn't have asked for a better guest for our oh first one of 2023. Oh,
2: thank you for having me as your first. That's so nice. And as
1: episode 99 in honor of our great Canadian hero, Wayne Gretzky. So,
2: wow, okay. there you go.
1: <laughs> Sarah, thank you so much, Sarah, for coming on the podcast. I appreciate it. Um, anytime you want to come back, if you're going to promote another fight, we would love to help you promote it. Of course. Uh, anything we can do. Congratulations.
2: Thanks so for having me. This All right.
1: And, <laughs> Thanks, and guys. Can I say
0: one thing quick? Yeah, of course. By the way, I really did love your fight. And the oh, fact right. that it's only five to six weeks. Anyone who hasn't watched it, especially when they post the full thing, you gotta watch it. And props yeah. to you. Cause just the way you kept moving. Yes. Yeah. Understands how tiring that just moving your fist could be. Oh so.
2: I couldn't breathe. Like it hurt. I like I think I need to learn yeah. how to breathe because I don't think I took one breath the entire.
0: That was part of my problem in my last, yeah. in my last, round in my last match. Forgot to breathe. <laughs>
2: exactly. But if anyone sees the Rough and Rowdy video, make sure to leave a nice comment because there's definitely going to be some bad ones on there.
1: No, aside from you lying about your height,
2: oh, everything yeah. should That's be fair. fine. I Every- actually six I'm actually 6'2". I'm 6'2". Yeah.
1: Everything should be fine. Look, I, I'm, again, I'm so glad for your success. I'm gl- so glad that you're uh, healthy and that you're ready to take on another opponent. I think You know, people are going to be crazy to watch you again. I think you gained a lot of followers and fans from that one fight. So people are going to be excited to see you again. And uh, all the best to you. And thank you for coming on the show.
2: Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. All All right. right. See you (laughs) later.
1: (laughs) Bye, Sarah. Thank you.